Now, a lot of RPG titles and games have a corruption mechanic built into them, but the project that we're talking about tonight, today, depending on when you're watching this, is got a really unique corruption mechanic that I'm really enamored with, and I think it works really, really slick. And yeah, right now it's on Kickstarter. If you'd like to, or not Kickstarter, it's on Backerkit, which we're going to talk about in just a little bit too. Right now it's uh, Memento Mori, and it's a role-playing game of dreams and corruption, and it's doing phenomenally well on Backerkit. Over a thousand uh, people backed it. Still got well over a week to to back this and decide if this is something you want to take a look at. We're going to take a look at it. We're going to talk to the the studio behind this this books these books that are coming to to the hobby and we'll talk about that and a little bit more. So stick around. We're talking Memento Mori with the Two Little Mice Studio. Hey everyone, welcome to Victor Condition Gaming. My name is Doug. Today we're talking Memento Mori from Two Little Mice. As you know, Two Little Mice is one of my favorite RPG publishers in the in the industry right now. They're making some really cool stuff. Really great people behind the, these this, these projects, and really really great value for what you're putting your your dollars towards with these with these projects. This, of course, is their first backer kit campaign, and I don't know about them, but I, I if it were me, I'd be kind of nervous as to see how my community moves over to another platform. But as you can see, it's doing phenomenally well, which is great to see. It's over 141. What is that? Euros and over a thousand backers, super, super awesome. If this is something you would like to even just try out before you back it on Backerkit, you can check out the quick start. It's like 80 some odd pages, got some pre-gens, got some amazing art. The quick start link is in the description below. Yeah, if you've downloaded it and given it a try, let me know in the comments. If you are just coming across this content for the very first time for on VCG, feel free to hit that like button down below and feel free to hit that subscribe. Love to have you as a subscriber. Love to support all sorts of new tabletop creators and existing creators as well. Just help, helping them make some of their games that they're really passionate about a reality. With that being said, let's bring on the people that you're actually here to see. And that, of course, is Rico and Simone from Two Little Mice. Gentlemen, thank you so much for coming on yet again. Congratulations on the success of this backer kit campaign. I, I just so, so incredibly excited for you all to see another home run and see another project that not only the your existing Two Little Mice community is behind, but also the RPG community is behind as well, because it looks like you've gained some some new fans with this project too. Yeah, actually, it's a lot. Thank you, Doug, for, for having us here again. And yeah, very happy about Memento Mori and how everything is going on Becker Kit right now. Excellent, excellent. Now, do you want to tell folks a little bit about what Memento Mori is? You want to give them the two-minute sales pitch as far as if somebody would come up and be like, oh, what's this book all about? You want to tell, just give a little summary as to how you would present the game to someone if they were just coming across it for the very first time. One one of the cool things about Memento Mori is actually it's a second edition of an Italian original RPG. So I actually have the Italian edition in my hand, and it's something it makes it a lot easier, you know, to present a game on crowdfunding on Backerkit in this case when you have the actual game. I said, 
nice to have you here. So Memento Mori is a, a folk horror RPG when you are playing in uh, Europe. So it's an historical kind of historical game you are playing in Europe in the 1347 during the Black Plague, the Black Death. So you basically you are playing in a medieval dark Europe where two-thirds of the population back then were, you know, infected with the black and were basically dying. And you are what we call a drifter, which is uh, someone who is infected himself, themselves with the plague. And thanks to this plague, they are dying. Drifters are dying, but they are also developing dark and supernatural powers and the ability to see beyond the veil. So as a drifter, uh, you will be in this, you know, death spiral when the closer you are to your death, the more you are infected, the more you lose yourself, the more powerful you are going to become. And all this power, you will try to use it to achieve your last dream. So in most Memento Mori campaign, at the end, you will die, or even if you don't die, you will go towards a, a kind of a bittersweet ending, but at least you got a chance uh, to fulfill your dream, which is still more than, you know, actual life. <laughs> <laughs> now, you know, so there's that. For sure, for sure. Yeah, that was one thing that I really, you talk a little bit about the corruption mechanic. That was one thing that I, as I was reading the quick start, I thought it was really kind of clever how this how this game works. It's got two different colored d6s that you use for it's a d6 dice pool system but you use two two different color d6s and as you play your dice pool your 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 attributes you call them organs and blood yeah they they actually like they turn from white to dark and the darker dice actually give you a greater degree of success on the sixes but that also makes your other dice corrupt as you roll those so i love that just like it just keeps building and building and building and, and it's just like yeah you're going to get really powerful but you it's going to come at a cost i love that i love that so much the the really cool idea that the designer andrea and marco had with this game is that basically everything on your character shit i'm going to show you uh all these you know white slot that you see around uh, are white dice are basically you use them to make a pool of the six and everything will give you dice. This is your name, your organs, which are your attributes, your blood, which is basically your health, but also a basic attributes, your bonds, your connections, your memories, your equipment, everything. It's tied to a slot. And if you have that slot, you that means that you get to roll a white die. Now, when something bad happens, when you get hurt, when you fail, when something in the history, you know, goes wrong, you get to corrupt a part of yourself and you can choose what part of yourself you are corrupting. And that means that you will fill in some of these slots, make them black slots, corrupted slots, and you will roll black dice for them. Now, the, the really cool thing is that everything in your character sheet can be called you know, to give you yourself one more dice, but everything can also be corrupted. So at first you will have this, you know, white sheet with 
you you everything you corrupt will give you supernatural abilities more dice stronger dice so you want to corrupt yourself to become you know cooler and stronger but a little bit down the road you will find yourself you know asking what are you willing to give up because for example if you give up your name if you corrupt your name you will lose a part of yourself you will be known by you know your your nickname so like your character can can lose his actual name and so a part of his past and become like the black knight or something like that you know just a, just a nickname they go by and also you can turn your even your memories into dark powers that you can create with this system which is extremely narrative extremely you know open to customization so this game wasn't originally developed by by you two. This is a, a game that uh, was put out in, in Italy. And did you you publish the first edition, or did is this something that you've signed on and and are, are putting out the to a wider audience? No, actually, when we first published our first edition, just in Italy of Auzold, we went under the same publisher as Memento Mori, which was geez, the Raven Distribution. So we were just holders back then. And basically, we chose this publisher, Raven, because we saw just before publishing Household the beautiful works that was done on the Memento Mori books. And we just fell in love with the books. And then the good thing after we you know, published Household, we started to share the same boot as Andrea and Marco at all the Italian conventions. And so they grew very fun on the, of the game and of the others as well because they, we, we became very close friends. At least we were often together to the cons before the pandemic, of course, we then uh, took a break of a couple of years, more or less. And, and then we knew them and game as well. So well, after we, we gained the ability to publish game ourselves and to interact with an international audience, we first thing thought about the chance to bring this really, really beautiful game to the world. Yeah, it's, it's got uh, it's an amazing eye appeal as, as far as, let's take a look at the, the Kickstarter, or not the, keep saying Kickstarter, this is a backer kit. I apologize about that. But let's just take a look at some, some of this art that you've got. This, these illustrations are just amazing. Do you, can, you, can you say who is the artist that does all of this amazing art for you all for, for this project? There, there's different artists. Uh, definitely the main artist for Memento Mori, the one you are showing right now, is yep. uh, Francesco Biagini. And Francesco also took part to Inferno and Apocalypse uh, uh, with us. Um, okay. We, we, we already knew him for, for that. And Francesco did uh, a lot of pieces for Memento Mori, but, we, but not all the books. But we felt like he he was the true identity of the book. So now for this new edition, we are bringing him back with more and more and more artworks and even a deck of tarots because we had we had this idea. We never made a deck of tarots, and so we we had a chance to have Francesco with us, and we decided to make you know tarots as well. Yeah, that, that's actually in the chat right now. That uh, Matt was asking about, uh, and actually Jacks just uh, asked as well. Uh, interested to hear about the tarot cards and how they are used in this game. Uh, so basically, tarots are not part uh, of the basic game. Let's start by that. 
if you want to play Memento Mori, you only need the core book, the black book, and the core book uh, will only feature, you know, six-sided dice, black and white. So tarots are not actually part of the core mechanics of the game. But uh, for this new and international edition, we had this idea of implementing, you know, tarot cards uh, for different stuff in the game. And so we made a third book, which is called uh, the X Vellum. And the X Vellum will feature uh, rules on both how to read your tarots to give, you know, your, I don't know how to say, Yesity, Simone. The, you know, as if. <laughs> I don't know how to say that in English, but as an arranger, when you need, you know, to describe what's up, what's yeah. happening. Okay. Yeah. So like yeah. Uh, the result of yeah. the actions that happen yeah. in the game of extreme successes or extreme failure. Sorry, it was very different terms in Italian. So there's a bit of a lack. But yeah, uh, so they will uh, help you, you know, to describe failure and successes using the tarots. And also there is a an adventure builder based right. on which is very cool and you basically for all tarots you have um, you know a call to action an npc a kind of you know conflict sign i think it's called in english yeah. sign something that happened to the group and bring them together uh, in order to fulfill their dreams so you have all these different aspects that are used in the game as described in the core book to build during your session zero to build what your campaign will be like, you can also use the tarot with this very fast-paced and creative way to develop this single, you know, different aspects of the campaign and match them together to create a unique campaign. And also for smaller things, you know, or each tarot is linked to maybe a particular creature that you can meet beyond the veil. So it's a tool designed for the narrator uh, for both handling uh, results of action, but also for creating together with the groups to help the groups create the world together, the world, their specific world that they will be used in the session. Very neat. Now, you said that the, this game is pretty much just, just a core book, but there are a, a couple other books that you can get with this Kickstarter. I'll just put them up on screen r- real quick uh, here. Uh, there's there's the black book, which is, I guess, is the core rule book. And then a green and a red hardcover book. What do you do? You want to tell us a little bit about these other books that are uh, part of this project? So the the green book is an expansion of the lore. There are a lot of new options and all the rules regarding the tarots. And the green book, which is the X Vellum, will also feature all the stuff that we are unlocking as stretch goal during the campaign. While the Red Book, it's called the Codex Gigas, and it's actually the most, you know, beloved by the Italian audience. This is something I believe, this is a, an unicum, uh, you know, in the history of RPG, because this supplement sold more copies than the core book in Italy. Oh, wow. And, and I think that that's very weird, but there is a reason behind that, because this is a bestiary. And uh, it's bestiary made by Marco Bucci, who is a real expert, you know, on European folklore. And he did a lot of research. So basically, this is a collection of creatures from Mm -hmm. the European folklore. And you have, you know, a description, 
a beautiful black and white art. There are some stats for you know to to play that as an an opponent, but also there are a couple of pages, four pages of lore and how you can put them into your you know your game and uh, special loot that they will give you if you they if you defeat them. Different ways in how you can defeat this creature or you know trick this creature because it's not all about fighting stuff in Memento Mori. And so this is a book that I highly recommend to everyone who's playing tabletop RPGs, even if you don't want to play Memento Mori, because it's a lot of knowledge, a lot of beautiful art, and it's really my favorite book, our favorite book. It's really, it's the, I think, a step up even for the game. It's really something, you know. It's also a book very, very much... Two little mice-like book because <laughs> it's written like a true manuscript uh-huh. uh, from the time, the 1347, re- just retrieved by the author. So you will find, you know, real script from the, I, I, I don't remember the name, maybe <laughs> will, from a, 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 an ogre, a, the, the monologist and expert of the occult that lived during the Middle Ages and that he himself was a drifter that, go, that went all behind the veil and, and back and forth to describe the different creatures. So it, it has a very, a very two-liter-mice-like uh, way of describing these things. I love that. It kind of uh, gives, if anybody wants to like kind of equate it to, to another RPG, it's very Vesson-like. It's like very, like, like, it, like if you were into that game, this kind of has that kind of feel to it with, uh, with folklore, with, with that, this. But the other mm-hmm. idea is that in the Codex Nigra, it's not just all creatures, but there's also space for other things, which are, uh, which are stone, crystal, plants, because when you encounter those creatures, using them, tricking them, or made a deal with them, you can be access to this material that you can use to perform rituals or dark magic, which is at, at the base of, of uh, a lot of session. Of course, and you can just find it through these books. And you know, you will need the uh, tale of that particular. Uh, yes, we have all types of things used in alchemy, by and, and in different spell, etc. It's very, very interesting. Oh, as Rico said, basically also to play another, an entirely different RPG because it's full of ideas on how to use these different uh, things, what to perform, what type of rewrite. And of course, it's, it's a very narrative uh, freestyle of mechanics. So it's, it's, it's very, very interesting. That's, that's why the books basically went sold out before, sure. before the card book here. I mean, it's, okay. You cannot find it anywhere. Even the, the very first page of the book says this is both a supplement for Memento Mori and the book itself. Uh, <laughs> if, the, the book says it in, in the very first page, so it was already in their ideas. But now you can't find this anywhere. This is kind of the, the sacred trail, you know. Uh, uh, okay. When, when someone, you know, just sold yeah. some news copies, it's very rare. You always find people as, wow, where well, I can find so are you going to dash people's like 
people have this book and like i'm sure it's like worth a, a lot of money to a lot of people and very very in high demand are you going to dash with this new printing are you going to dash all the uh the hopes and the dreams of the people that thought that this was going to be like the although a first printing of a book is always because it's a, it's a new edition but yes we probably <laughs> <laughs> yes the the other thing that I was going to ask you about, and we'll talk a little bit about, more about the about the other items that are included with this, because you've you've got like this other like faux book with like cards and the tarot cards and the dice and what I who whose idea was it to put it all in in a in a fake in a, like a a fake looking box book or box that looks like a like a like a book. Is that was that uh, something that uh, you you came up with or the designers came up with? It's um, uh, I would say a couple of years ago, where we were talking about Memento Mori with one of the author Marco Bucci. He was talking about this idea of having a fake book like me. We were we want to make a book, and you open the book, and it's actually a box, uh, and we can put stuff inside. And he was very fond of this idea, but then again. The Italian producer just couldn't make this because, let's face it, when you are, you know, working for the Italian market, then you are extremely lucky to sell, uh, let's say, 1,000, 2,000 copies of a core book, way less of a supplement. You cannot afford to make, you know, book-shaped boxes filled with uh, with stuff for an indie game. So it was very sad that he didn't get to make it. So I have an extremely good memory so everything you 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 say to me it's going to be remembered you know and used <laughs> against you and <laughs> and you know when we decided to bring Memento Mori the the i had these you know i remembered this stuff and uh, i say to simona we we can try and use it for you know the tarots and the dice and all the stretch goals because we are going to need you know a stretch goal box at some point so we might as well do it shaped like a book so it was me trying you know to sell the idea to simone first because simone is the one who has you know to actually talk to you know producers and factors some magic can make actually this happen in real life (laughs) how hard was it to kind of line that all up uh, simone was was it pretty hard uh, actually, luckily for us, Rio and Daniel are very good at making this, the, the, these images, pictures, you know, 3D renders of these objects. So it's, it's very easy uh, to convey when you go to a producer and you just, you just say, I want it like this one, like this. <laughs> also, having the, the first edition books, it's, it's very useful because you can just send to different producers and do one, okay, like this. The book and like this a box like shape like this. Thank you. It's it's easier. It will be a lot of work to do still, of course, but we are very, very happy for now with what we are making. Now, one of the things that I love about your product projects and your product lines is of course you've got some amazing art. And of course, most of that is headed up by one of the key members of your team, and that, of course, is Daniela. She's amazing. She's one of my favorite artists in this hub, in this industry, and she's included in this in this in this project in a really kind of neat, special way. I th- I felt I thought that this was great, and it's not. And if you download the Quick Start, you can see it's like it's the the main image for the the cover of the Quick Start. 
but you you're making a slip cover for the box set that has her art that just kind of encases the whole slip cover which i think not only is that cool but it's just a great way to kind of like put that on your shelf and have that image right there and let, kind of let people know as they're looking at it like this is this is kind of what we're dealing with here and and yeah that's uh tell us a little bit more about this awesome slip case that and this cover for this slip case that for this is like if you really want to go all out this is the top level pledge of of this backer kit campaign and i'm going to tell you i think that this this just this presentation is by far one of the best in the entire like of any project that i've ever seen crowdfunded like that that looks just super super slick thank you and one of the things i want to thank also backer kit because they made an extremely you know useful pledge level tab and I don't know if you can share it on, on BeggarKit right now. If you go to pledge levels on the, yeah, no, sorry, on the top of the, on the bar, yeah, thank you. We yeah. scroll down to the uh, directory on the top of on the bar. Yeah. 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 We scroll down to the, uh, I don't know what's going on, but fix right there. Yeah. Right, and you can click actually on it, and you can it opens up and it will explain the pledge and will show you all the different stuff. Oh, look at that! I was having audio coming from all the ways, yeah. Uh, so, I think this is really cool way you know to show the box with the closed oh, art and when it's open. So, basically. This is something that came a little bit from, from me, a little bit from Daniela, because uh, Daniela wanted to be part of this project because it would be the first project that Two Little Mice did without Daniela, which, as some of you may know, she's actually one of the three Two Little Mice. So, you know, she's part of the, the team on, and the society as well. So initially I had this idea of incorporating full-color arts into Memento Mori in a similar way as, you know, Free League did with One Ring. So we are basically, because Memento Mori is a black and white book and the authors were very, you know, strict about that. But I said, okay, we can possibly as, you know, as Free League did with the with One Ring, that you have this beautiful splash pages, colorful art by, you know, Martin Grip, and then you have the red and white, actually, uh, you know, arts. So I was, you know, I was going that way, but at a certain point, the authors were, you know, strongly against that because they wanted to keep the book as real as possible. They wanted to feel like, you know, a prop. And also we did some, you know, try out, but using uncoated paper to kind of simulate, you know, this historical feel of the book. The results, you know, with a lot of color, a colorful art was, were not as, you know, as good as expected. So we wanted, we had to come up with an idea to incorporate Daniela's artwork without actually putting her artwork inside the books. So we designed the box with the with Daniela's art, but then again, it felt weird that you had this full color box with black and white books. We didn't like that, so we came up with this ultimate, you know, final idea of having a black box with black and white and gold laminated art. 
and then this detachable magnetic you know closure that also it's also the narrator screen so basically you can you can use it as a narrator screen but you can also decide if you want to showcase your memento mori with or without the full color art so you can show the beautiful books or the or the closed you know box with the art by daniela or you can do as i will do put the box near to the book and have everything you know showcase absolutely absolutely yeah, you got both of the so but but it was a long journey to make this this art okay. i think she did a marvelous job it wasn't easy you know to try and force a color a full color piece into a black and white you know environment so she came up with this idea of of saying i will do bright red bright yellow this eclipse and then a very, you know, desaturated character. So it kind of reminds of black and white. It's not very, it's extremely colorful because it's, you know, red and gold and all that stuff, but it's also kind of, you know, dim. It's not very... Yeah, it's still dark and... Uh, it gives the, it gives the feel of the, the setting that you're going for, which I, I thought, it, it says a lot about her talent, like being able to... It's a lot of her stuff is very bright, very colorful but to kind of make it feel memento mori you know it, it, you know it, it's it, it it she did a great job and, and i think you you nailed it right right there and it's going to make a great uh, gm screen image let's see here we got some questions in the chat i might ask are there plans for additional content in the future i would have originally said it will depend by how the campaign Goes the campaign is, is going really well. It's not, there's no denying that. So, we are thinking about it, nothing certain. Of course, we will think about that after the fulfillment of this one because one of the promises we made at the beginning of the campaign is to have a very close fulfillment date. So, all our energy will go towards that. But since you guys are loving it so much. We are very happy about it. We, of course, will be thinking about a couple of things. Sure. I cannot <laughs> Speaking of, of quick turnaround time, this kind of falls in, in with that. The Seth would like to uh, would like to know, is the art for the tarot deck already made? Is that or is that something that you have to is that might be a stretch goal that that you were hoping was would fund and then and then have the art made after that? No, it's, it's kind of a question that, you know, I'm asking myself a lot these days as well, because the artist Francesco who's doing this. I personally, I've seen four tarots. Two of them, you see them in the campaign. One is the full, uh, that's ah, yes. on the cover, and one is the death that's at the end of the campaign. The other tarots, I know he's working at that. I don't know how many of that are, you know, already ready. Just a wonderful artist. It's very good, but it's full of work because it's very good and talented. And sure. it's a very nice person needed to work with. So it's always working on comics and other stuff. So basically, sometimes we write and sometimes, okay, I have already made 12 things. But you, you are almost worried, sick with the creature that we are unlocking as stretch goals because we have a number of creatures that we are you know making for this 
project as stretch goals. And up until I think two days before the campaign started, I did not receive any of them, not even one. And I was worried sick. And so I, I was, I, I just called uh, Francesco and said, Francesco, please, at least one when you have to die, I'm trying to help us. I know you're busy, but and he, and he was like, yeah, I've done that, you know, one month ago. Here it is. And <laughs> <laughs> I just forgot to say to you. Oh, yeah, forget to turn it over. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So so he, he is kind of, you know, a little bit like this. But then again, when you work with, you know, such talented artists, you have to accept and expect, you know, some degree of madness. And that's ju- just the way it is. That's, that's sure. Look at the art that made. I mean, it cannot be entirely safe. Yeah, this is true. This is true. Oh. Uh, Jax has a question. He says, I know the game is is fairly fast since every campaign is only meant to be about five or six, there are five to seven sessions because you're being corrupted and eventually, you know, your character is done. But will there be any ways to extend the campaign past seven, ste- seven sessions or so for a longer s- story? I mean, certainly there is no, it's not like the game is limited, meaning that you wouldn't have room to upgrade your character or to play more than seven sessions. And we we also have to keep in mind that we, Italian, I found out, find out, uh, found out recently that we, we are very fast when we play. So when I write a session, you know, a one shot, especially for Outgunned, I always get from everyone that they actually played in two sessions or three sessions because we are very dense. So we we have very dense sessions. So there's that. But, you know, you can play more than seven sessions. You can play different campaigns tied together by different, you know, but some of the characters or, you know, or even by some of the enemies of the creatures from the behind the veil. There's no limit to that. We always say to keep them short because this is a very narrated game, very dramatic game. It's a lot about, you know, feelings and having this drugged for several months and, you know, all that stuff that can come in between playing different games. It might be a little bit, you know, anticlimactic. It might be a little bit. So we always recommend you to keep them short. But it's more like for to preserve the feeling than you know a limit of the system, if if that makes sense. I mean, okay. the the length of the campaign in Memento Mori is not tied to the structure. Like for example, in Outgun, we have yeah. a structure, but it's 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 tied to the character development. So basically, the authors recommend this number of sessions because they think that while you are playing, your character will develop enough to bring them to their final scene, which is the confrontation with that dream. But of course, it very much depends by the pace that you are playing with. Because of course, it, during a session, it's just uh, intrigue, investigation, and no one corrupts anything. <laughs> I don't know how to say, basically, the, the length is still there. So keep in mind that it's to that that length is to ensure a pace for the, the characters' growth and corruption, of course, because they are one and the same in the mental model. Uh, another question that was asked, I think this might have been on the on the Kickstarter, on the, the campaign page, or in maybe online somewhere. Someone was asking about 
This is going to be, of course, in, in English and Italian versions of, of this game. Are there any other languages that that you would that, that you would like to see this translated to, or do you have any plans for any other languages besides Italian and, and English? For now, we are not translating uh, any of our game uh, in other languages other than English and, of course, Italian. We have different, you know, publishers asking us to make translations, and we have different, of course, backers asking us to make uh, translations of the game. The truth is in death is that we we still not identify ourselves uh, as you know a company or or something like that. We still at the end of the day three people you know sitting in their studio and writing stuff, and the the amount of attention and control and you know care that we want to put in our product, we have to be sure that can you know be kept in different, you know, language from different publishers before we can actually trust them to get, to make a translation. This is this is weird, but for example, in any of our games, and if you if you have you know Outcount or or even Broken Compass household, you will see that for example there are no there's no content that will require you to turn a page. Like you know how to perform an attack. It's on two pages. If you flip the page, then there is another stuff. How to defend, how to react, uh, your weapons and stuff. There is even, it's all very tidy. And this requires an incredible amount of work. And doing this in two languages, which has different length, because the Italian Uh, is more than double amount of work, I can assure you. So we can do this because there is, we have Caterina, our translator we have John Maron our advisor they are doing an amazing job translating from Italian and trying to respect you know also the the amount Lines. of uh, hi Joe talking about you know, speaking about that and so this would be almost impossible to do you know in German or in French okay. and it, there's no way we can make sure that that happens because we don't speak French, we don't speak German. And so for now, we are keeping it everything near to us, in-house, but we'll see for the future. Sure, sure. No, the other question that I have, and this is kind of just on the, the industry side of things, is that this is your first kick, this is your first campaign that is not on Kickstarter. This is your first campaign that is on back. And over the last, I'd say, 18 months or so we've seen some really large rpg kickstarters and some very successful crowdfunding net kickstarter very successful campaigns on backer kit for rpgs is this something i know that you've been you've been raving about being on, on backer kit for for this for this campaign is this something that you plan on doing in the future is this is this where you see your crowdfunding eventually swinging over towards, or do you think you'll do both at the same time and let like, okay, this is a Kickstarter project. Okay. This is a backer kit project. Like is I'm kind of curious as, as a, as a publisher, which, how are you going to utilize these, these, both these platforms? First of all, we going to wait the end of this campaign to get the data. We need to understand what happened, how it happened, and what are the main differences in, you know, that not just in how 
the, the, the tools are made, what tools do you have, but also how the audience, how we reach the audience, yeah. what was uh, happening in the diffusion of our ads, etc. when we switch platform, how many of our previous backers came back for this game. So we had, of course, tons of uh, you know, thought about what to do. What can I say now is that this is an, an ever-changing, ever-growing kind of market, both the tabletop role-playing games and the crowdfunding aspect. Both of them are ever-evolving, ever-changing. So actually, I, I, I don't know, we try to keep every possibility open in the future because, of course, as it should be for us, Kickstarter or Baker Kit are tools we try to use at best to convey a game. And our goal with crowdfunding is to found a game and to reach as many interested people as possible. But our goal is not just to reach the wider uh, possible audience, but also to be able to reach the audience that are actually interested to convey the game we are producing, we are making in best possible ways to communicate this with people and so to bring it on people that are actually interested in this kind of product. And we change, of course, how we communicate Afghan or Memento Mori or Household are three very different type of games. So we'll see, basically. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's perfect. I, uh, just kind of curious is, you know, we've seen, like you've said, it's, it's a shifting, like, it's shifting back and forth and, and it's, and it's interesting to see how different publishers are, are kind of navigating the, the, the landscape of, of crowdfunding. And, and it seems like at least for the RPG space, backer kit is really, really kind of making a name themselves known for, for uh, RPG uh, campaigns. Alberto says, asks, Binding packs, are they one shots? Is there a full campaign too? And he follows it up with pack sheets. The there is a, a short campaign in the core book. Well, not not too short, but you know, something that you can play in four, five, six sessions, yeah, depending three, on the three, if I remember three or four differently linked adventure with the same plot, you know. And each adventure, so you can play one, two session. So it's standard momentum money campaign. Well, you know, binding pact are not actually campaigns or one shots, but it's something my favorite stretch goal for this campaign because basically binding pacts are foldable, you know, sheets. On one side of the sheet, there is a description and there is a full color art. And on the other side, there is a group sheet which has kind of different questions that you have to answer and different, you know, prompt that you can use. And it's basically like some sort of yeah. uh, PBTA, you know, sheet when character sheet, when you have to fill mm -hmm. in all this, but for a group. And it's basically, it's meant to be something that you can, you know, build together with your group as a session zero to give a certain flavor to your next Memento Moria's adventure. So, for example, the first one that we unlocked, which was Fields of Death. Uh, Field of Death was inspired kind of like, you know, Berserk, 
the, the anime and all that kind of stuff. So basically you are playing as drifters who were part of a big battle and now the battle is over. Everyone but you is dead and you have to come back home and you are dying for the plague because you were infected during the, the war and you have to make your way back home. Or there is another one that is called the Coven when you play as a coven of witches or, or so-called witches who actually gets supernatural powers thanks to the black, but you live in a village who is just, you know, everybody's got infected with the black, so you are kind of the scapegoat and you have to decide are you going to try and save the village? Are you going to, you know, make them suffer or avenge yourself or stuff like that? So these are nightly, the, you know, a group sheet that you can use to kind of shift the flavor and give a direction to your memento mori. And in a way, I'll, now I know that this is a really different stuff. This is a really different game, much more narrative focused, but it's kind of the action flicks for, you know, uh, ah, that we yeah. can, for memento yeah. mori, if that makes sense. So yeah, really, I'm really in love with them. Also, I will use this to you know, to acknowledge Alessandro Manzella, who is also an artist who did Apocalypse. And Alessandro Manzella did the full art for this binding pact and also for the, you know, the portrait on the character sheets of the pre-made cards. Pre cards, yes. Oh, very yeah. nice. So. Very cool. Now, you have a fairly quick delivery date if i'm if i remember correctly on on this is this no is it is it no is that is that what you is it yeah, yeah. I, I thought that it was i thought it was like i, I looked at it and i'm like wait a minute is this is this did, did they mistype the year or is this like a but no what we expect delivery on this ship the game uh at the end of august this year and now not only not only we are going to ship I think people will receive it by the end of August. But you will have your copy at Chencon. This is going to be at Chencon this year. So it's extremely tight. That's that's crazy, guys. I'm 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 excited. I hope I hope it. I think it will. If anybody's going to do it, it's going to be you guys. So I'm I'm excited to see what, what what's what's the. Yeah, you've got a, a very busy few months ahead of you. Then once once this campaign we, closes, we we don't do we don't like to be late. I think huh. the max delay that we had were, was kind of three weeks, four weeks with household. But then again, household was you know a troubled adventure. So it's, mm, outcome is looking good. I was yeah. just going to ask you. Yeah, talk a little bit about that here. Yeah, look at that. Stretch code box here, dice here, or all, all, all that kind of stuff, you know. So this, this is looking good. Oh, good. We are very, 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 very confident that we will. Oh, the bullet a, dice. The bullet dice. Love it. <laughs> yeah, cards. This is, I think, oh, one have. of the wider. Decks of cards. I don't know if I. Can <laughs> it's like that's, that's 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 not a deck. That's a brick right there. That's a brick. Yeah, that, that's are holding up. Let me see if ah uh, here is the smaller one. This is extremely fun. <laughs> 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 
So that's a that's a, that's a normal size deck of cards right there. Like, yeah, and it's it's fantastic because we unlocked a total of two hundred and twenty different cards for all for all the stuff in our you know in our gun. And this was, I think, a production nightmare for everybody <laughs> because we found out that when you do you know two hundred and twenty cards. You should probably don't do them with different bags, all of them. With 220 different bags that you have to check one by one. Several times. Yeah. I'm in love with this card. And how many tryouts did we have to make to, you know, achieve the right, you know, view of red? And by the way, if you are a producer, if you are you know, a writer, don't do anything red in your life. Please <laughs> don't. It's the hardest color to get in printing. Right. It's very hard. Yes, so we uh, we basically work a couple of months continuously back and forth with samples for all the different factories for the books and the cards, etc. It's very, very delicate stuff. So... Extremely happy with everything. Our production is proceeding of outcome. Nice, nice. Do you still have the an ETA for uh, for backers for for outcome? As it for now, it should respect what we said. So basically, we should ship in March. Um, nice. Ju- just a little bit. I, I, I would be, you know, more at ease if any two days around the area of Red Sea start. Uh, stopped, uh, you know, popping out wars here and there. That, that will, of course, affect the fright. It will be easier for us just uh-huh. not to live six days in a row without a new attack of some parts of from here to to the Far East. But it is the time we are living in, so we are always we are already uh, <laughs> hanging it out. But you know, it is what it is. Very cool. Well, I'm I'm very excited for that. I know a lot of people are. Uh, I, I named that my most anticipated RPG of of the year. So I'm I'm excited for that re- release. I think it's two years in a row. You guys made my most anticipated RPG of the coming year. So that's I think it says you know a lot about what what you all are doing as a studio, as as what you are putting out the, as products, and and the you know the, the vision that you have for for your projects as well. That's why we had to make, you know, such a tight schedule for uh, for Memento Mori, so it will arrive before your most anticipated list of the 2000. Nice. All right. All right. Yes. We cannot anticipate it, but it's not. <laughs> We're doing for the world. You know. There's no anticipation of Memento Mori. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean. I've got to be anticipated for something later on this year. Do you want to tease as to what what you might have after this this campaign, or do you want to do? You, can you can you tease? I mean, I know you have a household that's been very successful, and and I know there's you know places all over the world that are already out of copies of of household, and I think that there's demand for copies of of a reprint of of that, those books. Do you is there is there any plan for for that coming up, or do you want to talk a little bit about just just kind of give us a tease as to what what might be coming up after this Memento Mori campaign? I can say that definitely there is um, an household uh, reprint on its way because we are basically out of stock already with with household. 
so um, e extremely happy about our household, you know, did out of Kickstarter, out of a crowdfunding platform. And definitely we are going to have an extremely busy year. So expect different projects from us this year. Definitely, I would say that, you know, our outcome will be our, you know, main line going on and the one we aim to expand the most. And we want to really stress the system and see what we can do with this. So definitely something new about Outcome is it's coming up. And, you know, I I'm, can, can talk about, you know, date, mm. but, you know, somewhere around the year, something will pop up. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. Raul asks, can you tease any future super cool stretch goal you have in the sleeve? I, I know you just announced that there's a Alchemy UTT, yeah. which is... You know, I mean, but sooner, sooner than expected because today the campaign is on fire. So <laughs> it's it's incredible, really. It's, uh, yeah, definitely. We are working with the guys at Alchemy. They are already made, made, making um, a module for Household and Outcant. And they are going to be standing there doing, you know, uh, an amazing job. And we were, we, did not think directly about making a Memento Mori, you know, module on Alchemy because it, it has a different system. So they have to do everything from scratch. And they I, we know they, you know, a lot in their hands. <laughs> a lot of stuff. And so we didn't want to, you know, put a, another burden on them as they are already working on, on several of our projects as well. But the our fan base was so excited about you know alchemy that they asked. I think the, the stretch goal that was or was asked the, the most was to make an alchemy model. So Simone tried and contact the guys and alchemy and they were like super stoked, they were super ready. Like, Let's do this. So it's 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 always heartwarming to see these different realities, really, because it's a very, you know that, Doug, I don't have to tell you, but it's a very small world we live in, and the RPG Absolutely. world is, is even smaller, possibly. So it's amazing that we get to, you know, to work with these cool people, like the one at Alchemy, to, you know, to be here with your with you, to work with John, and great stuff coming and that's also my way to you know dodge the bullet and don't spoil any more stretch <laughs> all right I, I love what i love what alchemy is doing of course uh there they've been some great friends to the channel and to a lot of publishers that are trying to really make some really cool stuff and some really you know story driven and and rule of light games that are they really want to create that really cool I don't know, vibe, feeling for a tabletop platform, and, and they're doing a really great job. So if you haven't checked that out, I mean, definitely, definitely go check it out because it's it's a really awesome platform to play a lot of these these tabletop role-playing games on. Huh. I think I've got all I, got, I think I've got to all the questions that are in the chat. Uh, do you want to close out with anything? Is there anything else that we missed that you'd like to mention before before we sign off? The uh, I, personally, I want to thank you guys for coming on again because I love chatting with you all, and and uh, I know we kind of touch base every so often, even behind the scenes, and and 
you know, you tease a little bit of what's what's to come for your for your studio, and and uh, and just get excited more and more every time we we chat. And and it's great to see you you grow as as a company and and see these lines that you're establishing that they're just building some incredible fan bases around. But yeah, is there anything else you'd like to to add before we sign off? I think we we talked a lot about the game. There is, of course, there is a free quick start that you can find on the top of the Bucker Kit page. So you feel free to download that and, you know, try the game yourself and see the game yourself. And yeah, that's it. Thank you, Doug, really, for for having us here, for helping us, you know, sharing our game outside of Italy. And thank you, all of you who are, you know, watching or listening to this live or, you know, in the next days for supporting us and loving us. And really, this is... It should be extremely hard for two people in Italy to make their game, you know, in another language, bring them all the way across the ocean. But it's actually extremely easy. It's uh, and it's the most wonderful job there is. And we are so thankful that you allow us to do this. Thanks, Raul. Thanks, Jesus. Well, we will we will see you at Gen Con this year, though. If anybody is, if any, if the U.S. Uh, audience is, is going to Gen Con, they'll, they'll see you. Is there any other uh, conventions that folks might see you at in 2024? For sure, we'll be at Gen Con this year. Uh, we'll be in Essen, Germany. Probably in Essen. But that, 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 that's the, these two almost for sure. For sure. sure. No less yeah. for sure. But I don't know if the, we are a lot of words. Yes, for sure. We have a lot of work to do this year, so I don't know if we will manage to show at other convention. But look, I sure. if, if, if any of you will. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's yeah, easier for us, of course, <laughs> uh, for obvious reasons. Yes, right. You know, and go to Spain, Portugal. We are always going to Germany, and you know, and Luca is always raining. Let's let's do, Doug. Let's let's you know. Let, let's make some convention, you know, in Tenerife and Mal- <laughs> in Greece. In Greece. Why, why should we? There's actually a convention in Italy, in Sicily, that is becoming huge in a little, very little time. In the we, were, we were invited as, uh, a lot of years ago, before we started making RPGs. Uh, it was one of the most beautiful experiences of our life. Oh. We just give us a ticket which they send to us a person to accompany in this very hot day. So, you know, it was very hot, but they had this very cool room with a lot of different personalities in Italian scenes. They were also nice and I knew it's most wonderful things back then we, we just passed i don't know three days just non-stop eating delicacies from uh, it was an example to follow because this was a very extremely small convention that became i think the second largest in italy just because they had this idea let's let's do it in paradise so that's going to help and in fact it, it helps yeah. <laughs> you go out and yeah, you went U.S. conventions. Feel free to take note of any any of this. You know, most most of our conventions are in in, in convention halls that you know 
you have to fight the to to get to the line to the bathroom and and yeah i think having a nice as a paradise to to kind of just chill and and have good time and uh, sounds pretty good to me yeah that's that's so we are also you know fighting some stereo stereotypes you know that nerds like to be in their basement like let's do it song everywhere i mean wait we do like to be in our basements, but we do like to be in paradise every once in a while, yeah. too. <laughs> Sometimes. You know, it's, yeah. yeah, but that, but they shouldn't be saying that. I know it's true. <laughs> I know I do. Uh, I, I live, you know, close the door, close the windows. But, uh, if folks would like to uh, follow you on, on social media, keep keep in touch with uh, the projects that you're doing with Two Little Mice, where, where would you tell folks to go to keep in touch with you and see any announcements that you might have coming up later on this year or going forward? Going forward? Well, especially on, we are always on Discord and there is a link, of course, in the Buckerted page as well. And we are on, on Facebook as well, on Instagram as well. But nowadays, as you know, Social media are becoming like impossible to use, impossible to reach people. So we have speaking about basement. Now we are basically on on our Discord, little Discord server, sure. and we, we you know at least we can talk to people, share some for the answer, some some questions or thoughts. And of course, we are also a lot on BankerKit this day. The common fashion. Sure, sure. I, I will say I joined your uh, Discord and it's a, an amazing and great community in there. And, you know, I think that that's a strong reason why this this campaign is doing so well on another platform and uh, are on a platform. And I think it's just going to continue to grow for you all. And, and I'm excited to see where this next, this 2024 brings you as, as a company and, and, and solidify even more lines and, and more projects for you uh, in the future. So. Thank you, everyone, for joining me. Thank you if you've made it all this way and you haven't already. Please hit that like button down below if you're watching this on YouTube. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button. I'd love to have you on as a subscriber because I get to focus. I get to showcase all sorts of uh, tabletop RPG creators and publishers. And I think I might have. I think I might have lost everybody. I can. I can still hear you. You can still hear me? All right. I want to thank everyone for, for joining us. Remember, winning shouldn't be the only victory condition when you get to the table. Let me know below if you've uh, backed this Biker Kit campaign for, uh, for Memento Mori. And we'll see you all next time. Bye now. This is not... What an awkward way to end this session. It's totally stuck. <laughs> Guys, I, this, is, this is the stream that never ends, I guess. Wow, <laughs> we still. <laughs> yeah, I see you. I'm legally priest. Let's say. I see you. You see, you see. I see. I see you. I'm. I'm watching down the other side. But yeah, I don't. Uh, it's definitely not. Not let me. Not let me end the session, which is fine. I, it's funny, you know. It happens every once in a while. You gotta love technology. Wow. So we could we could do it after interview after hours the uh, comments if anybody has any questions or anything uh wh what do you all have for dinner tonight because it's it was it's much later there than it is here yeah, yeah it's 10, uh, 10 p.m yeah here yeah so we so we we already had dinner we had a long day we, you know following the baker kid campaign and uh, we had a nice dinner and then we are back to have a chat with you and 
but you 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 are not going to show up so that's very rude <laughs> <laughs> so but i think that that could be a new you know a new trend like you know the those old movies from the 70s and 80s they were always end on a freeze frame you know and then you have your credit roll um work of time so i mean that that could be some kind of vintage ending for um for a live stream as well <laughs> oh and we love that but we are live i think i don't know what's happening we don't we are still live but we, we took over victory conditions <laughs> Do you have a flag or something, Simone? Holy smoke, I've never had this happen before. I gotta love it. I got blue blooper compilation time. Oh my gosh. Katarina says no sleep, only stream. Yes, we're Oh my word! I tell you, I tell you, I don't know what the heck happened there, but uh, I'll definitely have to edit that, all that out in the audio podcast, which will be great. You know, you got nothing, nothing better to do at that time. So, thank you everyone for joining us. We'll see you all next time. Remember, when you shouldn't be the only victory condition when you get to the table. Bye now, for real this time. <laughs>